thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. Allow me to introduce my co-host, Alexander. I went to the University of Washington College. Go dogs! So in this second episode, what we thought we'd start with a topic is around, it's actually a question, what is your financial philosophy? Now, we might get a couple weird looks, especially if you're driving in the car, like what in the world does that mean? What we mean by that is what is what is your understanding of what is your most important financial resource and what is the plan to do with it? Or what is the question you ask yourself based around all financial decisions? Yeah. How do we make financial decisions? And this is more of a like a mantra or just something that you think of when you're trying to make financial decisions. And now ours is cash flow is king, protection is a must, and where you put your matter money matters. Also, where you put your matter matters, I think. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's very true. <laughs> no, Alex is right. It, let's start with cash flow is king. Let's start with that statement right there. So. What do we mean by cash flow? So there's two different versions of looking at that from a business standpoint and a personal standpoint. From a business owner standpoint, right? This is the money that's coming in the door. This is the money that's really kind of how you're building your business, paying yourself, paying your employees, the expenses. How do we have that cash flow work for us? And it's the life flow of the business, right? Without cash flow, we can't pay our employees. We can't keep the lights on. We can't keep the doors open. Really nothing else matters. It's the wheels on your car. Without the wheels, you're not going anywhere. And then from a personal standpoint, it's the same thing. It's just on the personal side of things, right? The income coming in the door, protecting your protection, the savings, taxes and debts, and obviously living your life. Yeah. I mean, without the dollars coming in the door, we don't have a door to come into, like we're not able to pay rent. We're not able to pay the mortgage. We're not able to put food on the table. We're not able to take care of ourselves or our family. So we might be beating a dead horse here, but I want to make sure we get this point across. What is your greatest financial resource? Cash flow. Cash flow. Without it, you're not building assets. You're not paying down liabilities. You're not living the life that you want to live. Right. And this isn't like money grubbing type of conversation. It's more of, look, you're going to work to help people with their health. If your business is not surviving, are you helping people with their health? No. Same thing with us. If we're not helping people with their money, are we doing our job and doing what we want to do, living the life we want to do? 100% no. So... If that's the case, then we need to be looking at that cash flow ultra, ultra specific in terms of what we do with it. 
like I hate to say it this way because Alex is now going to jump in and probably go ballistic, but you might want to analyze your cash flow very, very <laughs> well. Well, and it's not about planning down to the penny. It's not about you know going super analytical. It's simply understanding the decisions that we make and how it affects our cash flow, why it's important and, and what, what really we need our cash flow to do for us. Right. And individual decisions comes into that, right? So a decision that is hard to make early on in a nat pass life is around, right? We've got maybe a front desk person, but what are the people, what are the person that we hire to help us build the practice that we want. Maybe we bring on an associate or maybe we have a, a maybe we've got a part-time front desk person early on or we're, we're renting someone else's part-time front desk person. How do we get our own in the door to not only build our brand, but also alleviate some stuff off of our plate as a naturopath so that we can focus on bringing more people in to help them as well as, you know, do what we are trained to do <laughs> and offer medical advice. Yeah, when obviously you're starting out with the the young entrepreneur who's just hanging out their own shingle for the first time, and that might not be your situation. It might be that you aspire to that. It might be that you're inside of an office that provides some of that stuff for you already. It might be that you're looking at the conversation going, all right, guys, I'm well past that. What What's next? And really what we want to do is make sure that we're grounding where we're starting, which is cash flow is the most important thing for you, which really flows into the next thing, protection. If we're not protecting our cash flow, what are we doing? Right. And that's both personal and business. So to some degree, we, we protect our business. Not to some degree. We have to protect our business. Right. What I meant by that is you have the degree of the business and you have the degree of the income that's stemming off, that's kicking off from the business. Yeah, 100%. Uh, for, for most folks that run their own business, their business is their, their baby. You know, it's what they spend their life building. And so making sure that we're protecting it is critical because it's where a lot of our cash flow winds up going. It's where our time, our energy, our sweat, tears all go into building this thing so we keep saying protect what are we protecting from right as a business owner and also as maybe a w2 to 1099 who doesn't have the business just yet what are we actually protecting ourselves from and really where we start there is a what is the worst threat and the worst threat to what well the worst threat to our cash flow what could make our cash flow go to zero those are the things we need to protect against. Even if they're relatively unlikely, we need to protect against those things that could make our cash flow go to zero. And then once we've addressed it to the level that we're comfortable with, great, now let's move on. Right, so things to protect from, right? One would be lawsuit, right? So that's malpractice insurance uh, on the business side. You know, what type of entity you set yourself up with from uh, from a business standpoint, LLC or S corporation of some sort. Make sure you're consulting with a CPA and a business law attorney to, to have that conversation. Uh, but also uh, on the personal side, being sued. You know, if you're driving your car and you hit someone and God forbid that person can't go to work, do you think they might sue you for loss of income? 
Right. Well, and here in the state of Washington, you know, your income is attachable by creditors for up to 30 years. We've actually had some clients that have had, you know, experiences where they've got a debt that they're never going to pay off. And, and it's really just unfortunate. And so now it creates an entirely different way that we're having to do planning for, for this couple. So protection from lawsuit, that would be a worse threat, right? That can completely demolish <laughs> your life's work or demolish the income that's coming in the door. Because as Alex said, in the state of Washington, they can come after your income. When you started going down the second route, which is the legal documents that folks need to have, you know, setting up a corporation is a component of that, but also making sure that we've got the legal documents like wills and trusts and powers of attorney and, and things of that nature. Uh, our job, meaning Ryan's and mine, isn't to write those documents. We're not attorneys. We don't have attorneys on staff. Our job is identifying, hey, you really need to make sure that you've got these things in place. Now, we've got access to some attorneys that we can have, like review your documents and things of that nature, but they're not going to actually create them for us. Well, and the other piece to that, if we've got partners inside of the practice, this thing called a buy-sell agreement, which most business owners have heard of, actually putting it in force or in place and the funding of it and the language of it, that's the piece that often is not necessarily overlooked, but maybe not understood as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it can either be a standalone document or embedded inside of the operating agreement or the articles of incorporation, depending upon how you're set up. And really what it's designed to do is it's designed to make sure that all of the potential outcomes, both positive and negative, are discussed. You know, and so, for example, like with you and I, you know, Ryan, do you want to be partners with my wife, Heather? I love your wife dearly, but I don't want to be business partners with her. Exactly. And so what we need to do is make sure that we've got a way, you know, heaven forbid, you know, I'm no longer here or I'm sick or hurt and can't be a part of the, the our business anymore. You know, whatever that may cause that, you know, there needs to be a way and a mechanism for understanding, okay, how does my family get the value of what I've helped us build? Exactly. So it's protecting, protecting essentially each other's share of the company, frankly. Yeah, and there's a couple different components to that. One, there's the legal component of like the actual agreement. And again, we're going to help review that and help have a conversation around that. But that's not our area of expertise. We need an attorney to actually create the document for us. Where we really step in is the funding of that. You know, how is it that we protect against these various different aspects? And, you know, that really kind of dovetails into the next components of what we're protecting against, which are, you know, getting sick or hurt and dying. Yeah, I mean, Alex already started to elude. You know, imagine if he couldn't come into work, maybe I would become partners with his wife. That was the buy-sell side of things. Now it's all about personal and business. If you can't come into work and do your job, even if it's what happens if you lose 20% of your income? Like, right, we had an advisor that was in a car accident and he physically cannot work eight hours. You can visibly see him get tired at around noon every single day. And so, of course, that affects your income. 
And so, you know, we're talking about disability insurance here uh, around protection of, of income. And it's about sickness and injury, not just injury like the quadriplegic type scenario. It's about, you know, imagine having the flu for 12 months. How would that affect your income? Uh, and then there's the medical side, the medical insurance side. And obviously there's the side of actually, you know, working out, eating well, right? Which naturopaths are very good at, at integrating all of that into the, the system or the human body. Well, we're talking about integrating this into the financial system. And so looking at it from protection of income standpoint is, is where we want to look at for that piece. And then Alex, as, as he mentioned, premature death. From a business standpoint and a personal standpoint, if something happens to you, who's relying upon you for what you're doing from an income perspective or just from a business owner perspective, what your job is? Well, yeah, and it goes back to one of the lines from one of my favorite movies. Don't like, don't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. Right, exactly. So let's not take it serious and just let's protect it. Yeah, absolutely. It needs to be an intentional decision uh, and really we're thinking with the end in mind, you know, whether that's being able to get to retirement and ride off into the sunset, whether that's one of the other eventualities, which we really hope never comes to fruition. And that would be, you know, irreconcilable differences between partners. Uh, and we're not talking about, you know, arguments over, you know, who's the best Jedi or anything of that nature. Uh, but you know, really like getting to the point where we're no longer going to be business partners. You actually looked at me like I was going to answer that question of who's the best Jedi. I like Star Wars. I don't like it that much, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so protection, that's what we're talking about protecting your cash flow. That's why it's, uh, frankly, we would put it in order of protecting your income first and cash flow is king, if you will. But First, once you understand cash flow is king, obviously you understand the piece of, well, maybe we should protect that first. Um, So last piece, where you put your money matters. And what do we mean by that, right? So where you're putting your money today affects you obviously today, as well as it affects you later on, depending on what that account or what that's for, right? If you're putting money back into the business, Generally, that's to grow the business with the hopes of either selling it to someone or transitioning it to someone. Or even just increasing your cash flow. Or just increasing your cash flow. But what are the implications of that decision? Right? If, we, if you had a 401k plan, putting money into that, what are the implications of liquidity? Like how, how much accessibility do you have that money? What's the taxability of that money? Right? So looking at the end result, as we already said, the end in mind is ultra key around that. So that's what we mean, like where you put your money actually matters, not for today, well, actually for today and 20, 30, 40 years down the line. Right, so having some of these concepts and and really taking a different approach, you know, bucketizing your money, if you will, Um, And we'll get into this in in a lot more detail later on, but the idea and concept of having short-term money, medium-term money, and long-term money, and intentionally picking characteristics of how you want this money to act and react and and be thought of. You'll probably hear this line from us. I won't even guess the number. It's going to be a lot. And the, the line is financial balance. 
right? As a business owner, we understand we want to put money back into the business because A, it's your baby and B, that, that, that's, you know, that's where a lot of wealth can be grown and then eventually sold uh, from the business standpoint. But also, how much of your money do you want tied to the business, right? Because eventually it's going to turn to personal. Eventually you sell the practice or transition it, or maybe you retire and then the practice is paying you passive income. You can set that up as well. But in the end, it always transitions to the personal balance sheet. And so you always want to look at it in terms of what, how, what risk you want between the two. So how much should be going to the business versus your personal balance sheet? Well, not just that, but if we have everything tied up in one aspect, whether it's retirement or your practice or whatever else, and we have a need for liquidity in the short term, whether that's an unexpected medical bill, maybe a family issue that pops up, whatever the case may be, we could be building the most lucrative, wonderful, amazing practice and it doesn't matter because it all comes crashing down because we didn't have the ability to get access to the dollars that we needed to when we did. Right. So making sure you have money that is accessible, and that's what we mean by liquid. How quickly can you get to the money with without bad ramifications from it, like you know, high tax rate or a penalty or something like that? How quickly can you get to the money? so that you can do something with it. Opportunities and the negative side. It's both sides of that that coin. Yeah, we also don't want it to, the short-term stuff, we don't want to fluctuate. We don't want it to be dependent upon the real estate market or you know the business marketplace or the stock market or the bond market. We need to be able to have access to it without those negative ramifications. So we're hoping that some of the takeaways are this. Uh, for one, what is your financial philosophy? Do you have one? And if you don't, consider looking at how you want to base your decisions, uh, financial decisions off of. And then the, the next part was understanding what cash flow is. It's the wheels on your car. Without it, you're not growing assets. You're not paying liabilities. You're not going anywhere. And if that is truly important to you, which it'd be hard to say that's not important to you, then would you want to protect it? And then how much of it do you want to protect? Well, I don't know about you. I don't have a bunch of dollars underneath my bed that I'm just like waiting to burn. Like most of my money is either for me today or for the future. And then lastly, where you're putting your money matters. So think with the end in mind don't just, oh, I heard I should start a 401k. I'm going to go put a bunch of money in a 401k. Think with the end in mind. What is your situation right now? How much cash do you have access to now? Yes, we want you to plan for retirement. But let's also think about it from the perspective of today is today. What happens if something happens tomorrow, both good and bad? So with all that being said, have a good rest of your day. And we look forward to chatting with you in our next episode. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. 
guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 3585 Maple Street, number 140 Ventura, California, 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Bonafide Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Financial balance is a service mark of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York, 10004. Copyright 2019, Guardian. 2019, 84131, expiration 0821.